0: Hi all, I'm Dan Smigrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. Today is Thursday, September 30th, 2021, and you're watching WGAN-TV Live at Five. We have an awesome show for you today, Nine Benefits of Matterport for Large Property Damage Insurance Claims. And here to talk to us about it is Jonathan Sabbath, Claims Adjuster, Exactimate and Matterport Estimator, for Sabbath Property Damage Consultants in the greater Chicago area. Hey, John, good to see you. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. Uh, Thanks for being on the show, John. Uh, Before we jump into today's topic, how about giving us uh, kind of an overview of Sabbath Property Damage Consultants?
1: We're a building property damage consulting firm uh, that specializes in insurance claims. So typically we'll be sent out when there's a fire or a flood. Our main uh, commercial base is carriers and contractors and restoration companies. A few individuals do call us direct and we can act as a public adjuster or just write the claim for them as well.
0: And and what would be the the sweet spot for Sabbath property damage consultants, the kind of projects that you work on?
1: Mostly fires, big property damage claims. Fires mostly, then would come collapses and water damage
0: claims. And this is in the greater Chicago area?
1: Correct, correct. But I do go across
0: the nation. Okay, interesting and awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, By the end of today's show, John, I want to feel like that that we understand the story of how Matterport helps insurance adjusters and insurance companies communicate a new collaborative ways to accelerate insurance claims and in addition to that i would like for us for Matterport service providers to feel like they understand who are the stakeholders involved in fire flood wind damage insurance claims and how best to reach out to them so that's our goal by the by the end of today's show um, why don't we begin perhaps with the workflow of a large fire in, of a commercial space in the greater Chicago area? How does that project begin? What's your workflow? Particularly interested, obviously, in how Matterport fits into that workflow.
1: Okay. Well, typically, I'll be contacted uh, by a vendor for instance, a restoration company, Pure Clean Service, Master, Fire Pros, there's a whole bunch of them. And I will be sent out uh, to in- inspect the claim. And when I get to the scene, depending on the complexity of the claim, I usually gear towards matter porting first. The most important thing you can do in an insurance claim is document the claim before things get moved around. Once it's moved out of the house, you've lost it, you can't capture it. And to automate that is crucial. When I walk onto a scene, it's total chaos. There's people asking me questions out of the blue. Nobody knows anything about insurance claims. They have a million questions. There's things that need to be done for safety, for lighting, so on and so forth. I have to quickly assess that. And part of my job when I write an insurance estimate is to take pictures, document the claim, measure the wall surfaces, and the Matterport camera does that automatically. I can run the Matterport camera kind of in the background and answer anybody's questions and talk to them while I'm doing it. It gives me an opportunity to do some one-on-one with the people that are concerned, that are, that are in the mix. And it's really great.
0: So uh, for, for, forgive me for interrupting. Mm-hmm. I, I, what I, what I'd like to understand is, I, I believe you, you've been in this space as a subject matter expert for 25 plus years. I have. How is the documentation previously done? And what problem is Matterport solving versus that previous workflow for you?
1: Do we remember what film used to look like? Just that alone is a big difference. Even with digital cameras, it's, it requires, every time you take a picture, you have, to, you, have to see, you have to put the scene together and take a proper picture. With Matterport, it picks it up for you. it's, it's just instantaneous. It's that much of a difference. It's night and day, you know, where I would spend an hour or two hours taking pictures. Now I spend 90 minutes with the Matterport camera. I don't have to go back and measure, that's done for me. That's another 90 minutes to an hour. I don't have to write the actual claim on scene because I can look at the claim virtually and write it at home. Keeps me out of the hazardous area. When I walk into a job, it's hazardous. It's cold, there's no heat, there's no light. There's all kinds of things floating in the air. I'm loaded up wearing PPE. My hands are full. So any kind of automat- automation that does a terrific job and as robust as Matterport is compared to some of the other systems is a great time saver. And it cr- increases my accuracy, just for that reason alone.
0: So you show up on a site, uh, uh, fire damage, mm-hmm. Chicago, likely cold no lights, No talk floors. a little bit, pardon? No floors sometimes. No floors. Uh, talk, talk In your mind, perhaps imagine a, a fire claim that you did documentation on uh, when you began with Matterport, what, what's happening? Maybe what I'm looking for is like, well, what's different than doing a Matterport scan of a home for sale? I imagine there's some things that are different because of the environment that you're doing a Matterport scan.
1: When you're doing a scan for an insurance claim, you're capturing data. When you're doing a scan for a virtual walkthrough, you're creating a virtual person that's walking through the home. That's a difference. I it, Typically in an insurance claim where there's debris all over, I'm forced to do twice as many, maybe more scans. More is better than less more scans than i typically would do for a real estate listing which i do on occasion as well um and things aren't staged at all everything's chaotic so it creates it's a whole different animal it's it's chaotic sometimes there's floors missing so i have to figure out how to capture that area safely with limited access from the camera um and that's really what it is you know? that, what it's kind of lighting more or- more complex.
0: Are you just bringing in uh, Home Depot flood lighting or your lights attached to your camera? Uh, typically, it, it, it
1: depends. You know, Sometimes uh, when you go through a fire um, claim, there's usually a cause of the fire. And sometimes you're restricted from going into certain areas because the insurance company has the right to do a cause and origin in case there's subrogation. Let's say the, the cell phone charger overheated and caused the fire. Well, they have to rule out everything else and prove that the cell phone charger did it. So you may be restricted from going in certain areas with the Matterport camera and with yourself. And that's kind of hard to get around sometimes. Um, You don't see that normally. You know, when you do a real estate listing, you have total access. As far as lighting goes, I carry my own lights. And the one good thing about the Matterport camera is I put a light right on top of it, a big panel light. It spins around, it's like daylight. I don't need to have individual lighting. In fact, I usually unplug if somebody runs what we call stringers, which are those cage lights on t- on like a generator. I'll, pu- I'll turn them off because it interferes with the list. Are you, are you bringing a
0: generator with you?
1: I usually don't. I don't need it.
0: The lights operate without their battery operated lights. Yeah, my panel
1: light is robust and it okay. lasts a long
0: time. Just, just as a side note, you mentioned subrogation. Can you tell us what that means? Okay. So
1: insurance companies will actually sue somebody who they think is liable to cause the damage. So if you have somebody working on your house, typically you hear a plumber uh, thawing out a a frozen pipe and the house catches fire. Well, yes, or a roofer that's uh, heating something up, they'll go after that roofer's liability coverage, and that's called subrogation.
0: So if I owned the home, I might get reimbursed by the insurance company for my damage, but they're actually chasing after other people that actually or companies that might've actually caused the damage.
1: Correct, you're, you're what's called a first party claimant. The, when you subrogate, that's a third party claim. Liability claims are third party claims. The, the party that is paying the damage has no interest in the party they're paying the damage to. Your insurance carrier, is your is, they're your customer, you're their customer. So they have an inherent interest and they, you give an insurance carrier the right of subrogation when you make a claim otherwise they don't have to pay you for the claim that's how it's
0: worded in your policy in layman's terms okay great thank you for that for helping us understand that um boots special clothing
1: sure full full ppe um a minimum is is uh respirator you know we're, we're breathing in heavy metals dioxins fiberglass floating in the air sometimes asbestos lead that's been aerialized Particles of incomplete combustion. Yeah, very okay.
0: very hazardous. Uh, okay, full PPP and PPE, and just one other question about the 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 gear. Uh, any risk to your camera? I imagine you're you're in soot. Uh, camera's got a fan.
1: I've been running this camera that I have now for three years straight, and I've done over 300 scans and burned out buildings. And yeah, the inside of the camera when the fan's going and it's outside in the house, it smells like smoke. So it's pulling it in there, but it seems to be robust enough to handle it. And And I know it's uh, corrosive,
0: so. I'm sorry, this is a Matterport Pro 2 3D camera that you're using? Yes, I'm using a Pro 2. Awesome, so, uh, and do you have to worry about when you bring the camera home and you're doing something with it, turning it on and soot coming out, out of the camera?
1: No. no, I'm I'm like the typical fireman. I'll go in the house without a respirator when I should. You know, it's macho.
0: <laughs> okay, so you've now done this. You've you've done the Matterport scan, and, and you and it sounds like you probably have taken twice as many. Uh, spins around with the camera that you might do if if you were a Matterport service provider doing a residential house for sale. Does that mean you're putting the camera down low? It might go high. There's things that you're looking to have a...
1: When I do a residential scan, I typically keep the camera at eye level height, you know, above four feet. When I'm scanning property damage, I keep it at the middle. So depending on my ceiling height, if it's an eight foot ceiling, the camera's about at four feet and I I use it like that because there's more damage actually low a lot of times than there is above.
0: Okay, so, and uh, having been lucky enough to have had three floods in our home, I've experienced this process of Xactimate. Are you doing any of that on site?
1: The measuring?
0: Uh, Any measuring that you're doing? Any creation of an Xactimate on site?
1: Uh, My workflow is do the scan, and then I'll and I'll let that pick up the measurements and the and the photography for me. And then I'll go back through the building and I'll make some scope notes. There's things that I, I know I can't see with Matterport, and there are things that are easier for me to measure, you know, like countertops and cabinets and counting the poles on the cabinets. I mean, everything we do, every little minutiae is a line item in Xactimate. So I that's how I I start. And I have a workflow. I start at the top and I work my way down. So generally oh. You know, I'll start at the ceiling and work my way to the floor. So, is okay. that included in
0: scanning? Because generally, if we're scanning a house, we we start in the basement and we work our way up. Do you actually start in the attic and work your way down?
1: Um, no, in the individual rooms, I do start. I like to start low and go up. I like to go upstairs rather than downstairs with the camera. That works best.
0: But and then- I will
1: start if I can in the basement first and then go up.
0: Oh, basement first but as you're taking notes you're you're scanning the ceiling and how it's connected to the wall and is there trim and is there are there ducts and is there duct work and whatever whatever else visually you can see that you that you may not see within the Matterport scan so you're looking for things that outlets
1: things behind the wall Um, think about what's in your kitchen okay what's behind the refrigerator there's an outlet back there You know, what's behind the range? There's an outlet back there. You can't see that with the Matterport camera because the stuff's in the way. And there's typically a bunch of debris in the way. There's stuff on the floor. You know, I may not even be able to see the floor when I walk into a room. You know, so that's one thing I think about too, when I walk in there with the Matterport camera, if I can't see the floor, I clear it away. So I can at least see a part of the floor. So when I look at at the product later on down the road, I can say, oh yeah, that's the tile floor that was in there. Did I get a sample of it? How much is it worth? that kind of thing.
0: And and are you taking any any additional pictures either with a a cell phone or camera other than
1: Matterport? One of the favorite techniques that I like to use that I haven't seen a lot of people do is stick the camera up in the attic and just do a 360. I don't need the virtual walkthrough of the attic space. I know the measurements of the attic space, but it's always good to have a, a picture and the 4K visuals that come off of Matterport are just terrific. You know, it's the easiest thing to do. I literally, I stand on the ground floor and I stick the tripod up in the air and I let it do its 360s and I'm good to go. I might do it in a couple different places.
0: So all your photography is actually uh, through Matterport.
1: Yeah, a couple exceptions. If I really zoom in on something close to show an adjuster, I'll get that on my camera and do that. Exteriors, I do a mixture of ports and maybe a Hover or an Eagle View type situation.
0: Okay, so you, you now go back to your office? Mm-hmm. I go back to my office. And, and pick it up from there, if you would. Okay, I'll, I'll go back to my office after the
1: scan. After the scan processes, the very first thing I do is order the floor plan. The floor plan is the most cost-effective way to sketch with Xactimate. It's it's less than 20 bucks. And actually that's a good topic to talk about too. Recently, um, Matterport just created an option where you can get an expedited floor plan where traditionally it was only available within 24 to 48 hours. Now you can get it for in eight hours. And that floor plan is something that you can drag into Xactimate and use as an underlay. And I can draw my rooms over the floor plan. So if you have a complex structure with a lot of angled walls and stuff, or curved wall which would be traditionally really hard to measure with a laser laser measuring device you're looking at it from the top down and you're just tracing over it and all these scans that i've done and i've created uh, what we call it a sketch in matterport that's the term that goes into the computer it's basically you're creating a sketch in a 3d model of the house that you can add components to or take components off of everyone that i've done for large loss carriers some of them are actually buying the true plans but everyone that I've sketched, they, they don't buy them off of me, but they'll take my, my sketch and just use it.
0: Okay, There's, you've covered a lot there. Let me see yeah. if I can b- break that down. First, I think of Matterport floor plans as something that you order after the Matterport tour has been processed. Yes. Okay, so uh, then you're ordering the Matterport floor plan. I think of that 2D schematic floor plan is typically costing $14.99. Yep. Let's call it $15. Yeah. How much more do you pay to have it expedited?
1: I paid just recently, I did one for and it cost me $20. 20 instead of 15. Instead of $12.99 because I have a bigger account than you, I guess.
0: Ah, <laughs> Yes, you do. I, I I only have a pro business account that is $14. That is... That my floor plans are $14.99. Uh, so great. So total of not $20 additional, but for total of $20. Yeah. And is I that a size limit? Is there a limit on size on that or? I haven't I haven't figured that out yet. I don't think so. Okay. So let's I, call it 20 bucks. Yeah. You order the floor plan, the matterport 2D schematic floor plan. Now you mentioned Matterport True Plan, which is the Solution that Matterport offers to be able to import into Xactimate. Are you using the Matterport True Plan to create your Xactimate for insurance claim documentation, or are you starting with the 2D Matterport schematic floor plan? I'm a
1: pretty fluent
0: sketcher
1: when it comes to Matterport, I mean, uh, Xactimate. So I like to do my own, especially with complex ceilings, trace ceilings and multiple angled ceilings and whatnot. I'll do it on my own. But if I'm pressed for time, it's a it's a a much larger expense to have true plan do the sketch for you. And to be honest, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure of their accuracy. It's just me. It's, it has nothing to do with matterport. I'm sure they're accurate in every single one I've touched is. I just I know more about how buildings are put together and I know how I wanna show it to the adjuster, so I prefer to draw it. Now, as a sidebar, I have been working with farmers and they're running a trial program right now where they wanna produce the photographs, the sketch, and hand it to the adjuster on a silver platter where all he has to do is go to the loss, do a visual inspection, make his scope notes, and then he can work off of the same sketch that he can share if he chooses with everybody else. And and the sketch in Matterport is called a .ESX file. So that's the the term that you may hear uh, from other providers and other vendors. I need the ESX file for that claim. Most of the insurance carriers here in Chicago, the large-loss carriers, will use my ESX file and add to or take away from it to produce their actual estimate
0: that they have to provide. I lost you there. A .D. Is in David. S is in Sam. X is in X-ray. No, E as in
1: epsilon. S is in Sabbath. X is in X-ray. Dot E S X. It's
0: the same as dot PDF, but it's that's the the Got it. S is in Sabbath. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so, when you create your your Exactimate sketch. From a Matterport 2D schematic floor plan, mm-hmm. what you pay $20 for. Are you just sketching on top of? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, there's is a, there a format that you're importing into?
1: Matterports will produce the floor plan. They give you a PDF, they give you some SVG files, I believe, which is a scalable vector graphics or something. And they will also give you PNGs, which is a type of JPEG. And Xactimate will allow you to import the PNG files. Typically, you, you, you load it up onto Xactimate and, and it tells you to draw a line between two points. So guess what Matterport does for you? Every floor pan and every room has two arrows and the width or the, or the length of the room is, is provided for you. So you just put the line between the two arrows on the floor plan type in what the number is for the width of the room, and that sets your scale.
0: I, so this is a really critical point and I, I totally missed it. How are you setting the scale? Because I presume the floor plan, the 2D schematic floor plan is not necessarily, necessarily accurate. So you actually have to kind of true it up to what the real width was. That's not true. The floor plan is to scale
1: what we're doing is we're matching the scale of the floor plan. We're telling Xactimate what the scale is. We're matching one foot and Xactimate to one foot on the floor plan. And that's why you draw a line. So if the room is 10 by 12, there'll be an arrow and that'll be your 10 foot length. And I'll draw a line between the two points, type in 10 feet and Xactimate knows the scale for the whole
0: drawing. Awesome, okay, great. So uh, you finish your Xactimate. Am I going too fast on nope. that? Is there, okay, so you finish your Xactimate. Then, what is the next step in this uh, property damage insurance claim process? With either Matterport photos or you uh, talk a little bit more about the digital assets that you're creating, perhaps in addition to the Xactimate that you just created.
1: That's a good question. Uh, in Xactimate, there's something that we we add in line items, so. Typically, I'll have categories, walls and ceilings, finishes, um, floors, et cetera. In each category, I'll be putting in line items. So in a ceiling, you start with insulation, if there's insulation above. Then what are you doing to the joists above? Are you cleaning them? Are you sealing them? Do they need to be replaced? All that I may have to add a picture to. Why am I replacing the joists? Well, that's a good opportunity for me to take a picture right there in Matterport and download it and then make an F9 note referring to that picture. So the adjuster sees what my scope is. Why am I putting that in there? Um, I just did one where the restoration company has a water damage claim. They accidentally during demo broke some tiles on the floor. So tile was fine. The tile gets wet you can clean it up, but they broke some tiles. So while I'm going through with the Matterport camera, I didn't even see it when I was there. I saw it with the Matterport camera on my desk. While I was looking at it, I just took a picture of it, attached it to an F9 note so that the adjuster could see it and refer to it. And that's my workflow. As I'm going through components of the building, there's certain things that we are just a given. You know, you're replacing drywall, of course you're gonna paint it. Um, if you've got some kind of specialty uh, ceiling or, or real intricate crown molding or something, you're gonna want a picture of it because insurance companies are data-driven. The more data you give them, the better it is. And in my eyes, the best thing you can do is give the adjuster all the ammunition he needs to put in a file so that if he ever gets audited, he doesn't have to sit down and explain himself. It's all there in black
0: and white. And uh, Matterport notes, does that that fit into what you do? That, I haven't gotten
1: into Matterport notes, Matter tags, yeah. Matterport notes, I'm going to start using those for communicating with the insureds as we do the construction on the projects. And what do you think you wanna do with this room? And, and you can, there's actually some ways where you can like stage a room and virtually draw out a kitchen. You could send that to the homeowner in the Matterport eventually, and they'll be able to look at it and, and say, okay, fine, I think that'll work good. Allowing the homeowners to measure spaces while they're searching for windows or searching for window treatments, uh, cabinets, knowing how much space they have and how that's gonna work out. That's great for Matterport, and that's one thing that Matterport notes will help with tremendously. It's it's just a way of communicating, and with adjusters too. I haven't had a chance to do it with adjusters. That's just now coming up to speed as more and more of the carriers allow their adjusters to link up to a Matterport.
0: And um, matter tags how are you, how are you using Matterport matter tags in the property damage insurance claim process? Um,
1: They're the best thing for before and after and in the middle. You know, people think about an insurance claim. you want pictures of after, and maybe you want pictures of before. But what happens in the middle? When the place is demoed out, we typically find more damage and we start writing supplements. And that's a great opportunity to run the camera through again. And it's also a good idea to do because when the walls are closed up, all of a sudden you have somebody say, well, what did you do behind the wall? Well, you can show them. Before the wall is closed, you have a Matterport scan of it, and those Matter tags allow you to link up between scans. It's called a deep link, so you can actually link up to. You can be watching the the after the before scan, click on the Matter tag, and for marketing, for instance, how did the house look after we were done? It takes you right to the after scan, and you can see the finished work product. So it's a great communication tool. And I think that's what they built into Matterport that makes it more robust than a lot of different ways of doing it. There's a lot of features.
0: So you you now have a Matterport tour, an Xactimate plan, yeah. photos that are annotated within Xactimate, mm-hmm. Matter tags that may be the before and the middle. Yeah of the same space. Um, Now what happens with all these digital assets? Who are the stakeholders and how are they using what you've now created?
1: That's a good question. Um, Typically the adjusters, their mindset is they wanna pay. There's no adjuster out there that doesn't wanna pay the claim. It's harder not to pay a claim, but they have to have digital, they have to have evidence of why they paid the claim because their job is at stake. Uh, a lot of things can go wrong if, if they don't, don't document their claims correctly. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I use it to build my estimate. That's what I use the digital assets for. You know, a lot of times I'll go back and refer to something. on adjuster will call me up. Why'd you put that in there? I don't see evidence of it. It's a good way for me to go back and revisit the house or the business instead of going all the way back over there. And typically in the past, we had to re-inspect with the adjuster. And now we can do it virtually. I can get the adjuster on the phone and we can do a virtual inspection instead of doing it. That answers your question.
0: So I've heard, I want to say the insurance carrier. Mm -hmm. Who who else is looking at this? Is there
1: a general contractor? the homeowners, the actual contractor on the job. A lot of times I'm not the general contractor. Sometimes I am. A lot of times I'm not. I'm working for the general contractor. So they're going to take the digital assets and they're going to sit down with the homeowners and use that as a guideline. What are we doing with the budget we rec- we created with the insurance claim? And that's really what the insurance proceeds tend to be. It's more of a budget than a roadmap of
0: so if, if, I feel like we've gotten a little bit too fast uh, because it sounds like what's happened is uh, you've submitted your documentation to the, to to is your client in this case, is is it the insurance company?
1: No, my client is, yeah, it could be, but most of the time it's the vendor working for the insurance company or the homeowners
0: or an independent vendor that's not working for the insurance company. Okay, so all three of those examples, the the homeowner, the... The restoration company. Restoration company and the... And the insurance adjuster. And the insurance adjuster need to submit your documentation, which is now their documentation, to the insurance company that's insured the property. The insurance adjuster
1: and I work together to produce a budget for the insurance. We're working on what needs to be done to put the place back correctly. Okay, it's so very, here,
0: here, here, here's where I'm going with that. So yeah. let's just pick a number and say, based on your adjustment, that property has $200,000 worth of damage. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what your documentation is ultimately going to show the insurance company that they need to reimburse the general contractor who's going to bring the property back to where it was. Correct. So does the insurance company always look at what you've done and say, John, that's great. Yep, 200,000, let's move forward.
1: More often than not, believe it or not. You know, I even surprise Ah, myself sometimes. Okay, so, that, so is, is
0: that because of the, the level of detail that yes. I, I don't want to as I don't want to dismiss your expertise of 25 years, yeah. but is that in part because your documentation is, is so 100% good?
1: 100% because it's being documented. That's the whole point. If you document it correctly, your claim is your claim. I make a couple mistakes and maybe I might ask for something that's a reach, let's say because I'm not sure I'm on the fence. I would rather put it out there and have the adjuster and I have a discussion about what's the best thing to do. What technique are you using to mitigate the damage? Are you just sealing the wall or or, or cleaning it? Do you need to use a different technique? That's usually what we are. If we argue, we'll argue over that or have a discussion about it. It shouldn't be an argument.
0: Okay. You know, the so Matterport
1: allows us not to fight. The Matterport makes it black and white. Here it is. Here's what I'm talking about. Look at it.
0: So that, that's what I'm trying to get to is to, is, is to say if you were just doing photos and you're missing a picture, in your case, you can always go back to Matterport to yeah. find a picture that's going to tell the story to back up what you've indicated within your Xactimate that there's, uh, help me out here, there's, there's uh, two layers of paint, there's drywall there's there's uh insulation behind the insulation there's brick there's you know there's all kinds of stuff electrical electrical plumbing uh uh things in the ceiling lights fixtures wiring conduit so all that stuff is a combination of the documentation and what you write up to say, well, that's, that's like 27 things just in that one spot that I would look at and go, oh, you just need to paint the wall. And You say, no, no, we need to take the entire wall down and behind that wall is all this other stuff. So I'm trying to get, I don't know what the right word is, is it, you know, is it? There's, there's a lot of Is it the truth? Is it the, it's a common veracity. under,
1: pardon? Veracity. Veracity.
0: Veracity. Veracity. What does that mean? The truthfulness of the claim. The veracity, the truthfulness, the truthfulness of the claim. So what Matterport is helping you do to your clients, which might be the homeowner or the remediation renovation company or the general contractor or the insurance adjuster, is to be able to get to the to the truth yeah. so that when it's eventually goes to the insurance company. They'll go. Oh, two, you want two hundred thousand? Yeah, we would agree. That's two hundred thousand. Proceed.
1: Yeah, it's usually we're usually talking about minutiae, believe it or not. You know, the overall we all we pretty much know the overall scope of damage when we look at a house. It's got a roof that's burned through. The burnt the roof has to go back. But when you're looking at individual fixtures and the price of those fixtures and the quality of those fixtures, there's different categories. And to have a picture like a door handle, a doorknob, if it's a knob. That's just an average grade knob and Xactimate. If it has a lever handle, that's an upgrade.
0: Yes. Yeah, so if uh, you get a nick- picture of a
1: door with a lever handle, then you can show the adjuster and you're done.
0: Yes. The nickname for our home is uh, my wife and I called it. Uh, our, everybody's got a name. You got a name for your boat. We have a name for our house. It's called Builder's Grade. So yeah. So so uh, it's harder for us to you know on on our claims they ask for something maybe a little bit fancier because truly everything was built out at, at Builder's Grade. Yeah. Um. So I haven't heard you mention the word law, legal, lawsuit. Where does that fit in at all?
1: Other than subrogation. On occasion, I'm asked as an expert witness and I haven't had a chance to yet, but I've heard from, I'm friends with EdSU and some of the people over at Childress and Chip Chip Merlin's law firm. They're being allowed to use Matterport as evidence in court where traditionally Digital photography was never allowed admissible in court because it could be manipulated and altered. The beauty of Matterport is there's a third party that is just processing it and it's not being manipulated by the person taking the pictures. So it, it's been a helpful tool in a lot. Even just um, visually explaining, you know, you have that that different perspective, that 3D perspective of oh. a loss where you're looking at the dollhouse view. It's just it's just tremendous. It just helps out a lot.
0: So, are there other are other stakeholders that are involved in this process that we haven't talked about?
1: Um, well, if you're doing subrogation, the people that are getting sued, and they're entitled to the Matterport scan too. You know, the whole points. Oh, Do you get to charge them for that? I tr- I can try, but if somebody doesn't contract me directly, how can I charge them?
0: No, no, I'm just, I'm just curious. Meaning, you, you get to charge your client, and if all of a sudden somebody else needs the same documentation, is that just part of like, well, that's what you do? Well, I, I would ask permission from
1: whoever hired me, if, if they could do it, and it's really their product. If I'm hired by somebody else, it's their product to buy or to sell to somebody else if they want, not mine.
0: Okay, so, so we now have okay, subrogation takes place. There's now a, perhaps there may or may not be a lawsuit. I. I could imagine one might say that if you're doing the subrogation and there's a third party that might be liable, that the the Matterport might help tell that story better in order to not actually have to have a lawsuit take place. Well,
1: there's more to a lawsuit than just who's liable and who isn't liable. Once you get past that point of it, in in Illinois, typically uh, liability is on a percentage. Nobody's truly 100% liable in all. It's all proportioned out, but how much is the damage? What if there's a, a disagreement in damage? Well, you've got more documentation than you would normally have. You can see a picture of a TV on the screen and where in a photograph, typically, I didn't, couldn't really tell what size TV screen that was. Well, in Matterport, you can measure it and you can see it's a you know, 36 inch screen or whatever it really is. So it helps a lot, it's more detailed.
0: Uh, if, if this is beyond the, the, your scope, just tell me. But I'm just curious if if the Matterport tour ends up going th- through this process of subrogation to some other company that might have been liable. Uh, we were talking about the the plumber puts a hole through a, a pipe, and all of a sudden that causes a gas leak, and all of a sudden there's a fire or whatever it might be. Is is there is there is there a is it like well we agree that he, that he's the the plumbing company's liable but we think your claim for 200,000 is is way over and we've taken the same documentation you've done and we think it's actually is 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 the matterport used in that way have you run into would, that not, just
1: as visual documentation the same as i would um, asking an insurance company to pay for something that's the only way it would be used. They'd be on somebody like me, an expert, who is a building construction expert like me, and tell them what the damage is. And they would probably listen to a couple, three, four people, and just do whatever the average was.
0: Okay. So I, I've heard you've you've done more than three hundred Matterport yeah. scans. Is 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 your experience? In fact, let, let me run through. We, I mean, we began the show with nine benefits of Matterport for large. Property damage insurance claims. Let me go through each one of the ones that we okay. identified prior to the show, and maybe that'll answer my my questions. Does Matterport, for example, does does matter? Is there one less time? Yes,
1: it's it's more efficient. It's faster. You do more more than one thing at a time
0: in less time. Does it does less time mean less time to? to f- get the, to do the documentation? Does it mean less time to get the insurance company to agree to the claim? Is it less time to get the insurance no, company to send money? It's, uh,
1: I imagine it affects everything, but no, what you're talking about is less time on site. The less t- exposure you have in a hazardous situation like a fire, what happens after a fire, or even a flood with mold and mildew, the better off you are. If you can be in there and get out and work in a clean, safe environment, that's what Matterport allows you to do.
0: Okay, so first is is less time on site regarding documentation versus what the process would be if you weren't doing Matterport. Less time and along with that,
1: better documentation and more documentation.
0: So let's call that two. More detail. Can you speak yeah. to more detail? Maybe that's a you were talking about a little bit earlier, but maybe summarize okay. more detail.
1: A lot more detail. A lot more detail. I can. Uh, I pick up things in the Matterport scan that I don't see when I'm on site. You know, you, you're too distracted when you're on site during a chaotic insurance claim, even during a real estate listing where you're doing a virtual walkthrough. Sometimes I'll go back through a scan afterwards and I'll say, oh, I better go rescan that because it doesn't look right. You know, because it picked up some detail like a bathroom door that's open, the toilet lid was up, or something. You know, something like that. So I'll go back and fix it. But I typically um, it allows me to pick up the, the the quality of the components of the house better. So when I
0: when I hear more detail, I actually hear two things. One is is actually what you were expecting to scan and have the level of detail, uh, either for constructing your Xactimate or for doing your estimating. But actually, more detail in details that you didn't even you might not have even have noticed when you're on site. But go wow, look at that! Hadn't noticed that when I was on site, but I see that in the Matterport especially if think about a
1: fire where the ceiling is black and you've got a medallion, you know, what a medallion is above a light fixture. No, it's, it's like a circle attached to the plaster or the drywall. It's a decorative object, like a a relief. And you might miss that because it's dark, it's black. You might not even see it. It's a couple hundred dollar item that you would leave off your estimate. And a couple hundred dollars is a lot of money for some people. And things like that, you always pick up in a Matterport, you know, Intricate trim on a, a over a door, you know, like, like cliff, cliff, cliff blocks
0: and so on. You, know, you can pick that up. Cool. Nine benefits of Matterport for large property damage insurance claims number three, 24-7 access to stakeholders. What who who needs to be looking at this? What are they doing? Why is that why is that important?
1: The insureds. Um, if you have a fire, you have a contents claim, let's say they're putting their personal property claim together, they're creating an inventory. They don't want to spend all that time in the house. They may not be able to, the floor might be gone, but they can look through the Matterport scan and jog their memory, what was in each and every room, even if they can't see it. And then they might see things that they forgot they had. Um, When I'm doing reconstruction on a home, I'll have a a lot of times homeowners will tell me, hey, I had a a real high grade ceiling fan in the ceiling there. It was a Hunter Douglas, blah, blah, blah. And then I look at the Matterport picture and it's, typical average grade ceiling fan or maybe it was something even the opposite so that those stakeholders need to see it um, 24-7 the insurance adjuster I might need it 24-7 when I'm writing an estimate at three in the morning you know typically but other than that 24-7 I don't need to see the Manafort scan but it's there and it's available easier
0: to communicate
1: oh my god how many times I, I I send a link to an adjuster? He doesn't understand what I'm talking about. He tells me there's rooms missing, and I say, "Wait a minute, let me send you this link. Look at the dollhouse view." And they go, "Wow, there it is. That is the easiest thing. Instead of arguing with somebody or spending 15 minutes trying to describe where the room is, look at the link."
0: Maybe that's our next uh, uh, benefit too: easier to document.
1: Yes, um, easier more accurate more robust you get more out more documentation than you need you don't have to store it it's stored for you you don't have to sort through it because it it pretty much sorts itself as you're walking through it Um, and you can measure you can measure without being there that's the that's one of the key benefits to manaport in our industry
0: reduce claim disputes
1: you're having your typical argument. It's a double bowl sink. No, it's a single bowl sink. There's the picture. Go to the Matterport.
0: Increase speed of claim approval and payments.
1: I'm able, I have so much information and I load my reports up with so much detail and F9 notes. I don't give the adjuster an opportunity to wonder where it is. Once they're wondering where it is, that means they have to get a hold of me and ask me for more information. I'd rather give them too much and have them say, oh, I got it all, than not enough. So the minute they start recalling you, you think about a typical adjuster's workflow, they're going through three or four claims, large loss claims a week, uh, sometimes more, sometimes less. And they have a stack of claims in progress on their desk. And when they, they sit down and make emails all, all at once and make phone calls all at once. And when you don't hit that spot, when it's your turn to get that phone call or you have to add more information to it, okay, now you're two or three days down the road or a week down the road or even longer. Or maybe they change adjusters. And that, that's fairly common too in a cat loss. They changed adjusters on your claim, I believe, didn't they?
0: Yes, cat loss,
1: catastrophic loss. Catastrophic so loss. Hurricanes are catastrophic losses. The term in, in the insurance world
0: is cat cat loss. Cat, cat loss. So uh, in my wife and I, as I shared, had three different unrelated floods in our house. And on the first one, yes, the uh, process went long enough that a, uh, the adjuster uh, the, the, the insurance company adjuster changed out. So, we were lucky enough to have the first insurance adjuster do an exactimate, the second, now replacement insurance adjuster, do an exactimate, the general contractor do an exactimate, and the primary floor covering guy did a complex sketch that was good enough for him. So, everybody seems to be documenting and measuring, documenting and measuring. Uh, do you think we'll ever get to the point where maybe the insurance company will say, hey, uh, we don't need to pay everybody to be doing an Xactimate. We're perfectly fine with uh, uh, John Sabbath's uh, Xactimate. Let, let's agree on that one.
1: I, I certainly hope so. And you know, we've been doing some trial work with farmers. They've been using our scans. I've actually sent them my scans so they could take ownership of it. I'll keep a copy for my own personal use. And they'll do a true plan or a true sketch. And the goal is at least to eliminate that portion. If we're all working off the same measurements and the same sketch, that creates a much easier situation, increases our accuracy and increases the speed that we can process a claim.
0: Uh, plus, if everybody would agree on what the measurements are, because everybody's measuring the same space and maybe coming up with a different measurement, not sure how, but I guess that happens. Uh, back to our list of nine benefits of Matterport for large property damage insurance claims number seven. Uh, actually, seven we discussed, increased speed of claim approval. I just yeah. imagine if it just collapses the time because everybody can agree sooner on what actually happened and what it's going to take to restore.
1: And, and you hit on that hiccup. If you change adjusters and you made agreements with one adjuster and you have no documentation that the the new adjuster can see, guess what happens? You lose two months. So that's that's not uncommon. That's pretty common actually.
0: Uh, you, you touched on uh, remote measurement. It sounds like you, you measure, measure, measure constantly. Yeah. You did the Matterport scan, but it sounds like you also, do you have, you've enabled other people to do remote met. other people can use the Matterport tour to do measurements as well. So yes. if they wanted to dispute what they think, how big that TV set was, they could actually do the measurement in the Matterport tour and go, yeah. "Oh yeah, I'm in agreement, let's move on.
1: Yeah.
0: Window size, uh,
1: you know, exterior walls, interior walls. I mean, all that stuff, uh, floor height, you know, typically our height of doors, you know, how many eight foot doors I see, seven and eight foot doors I see in Chicago area, older homes, wall thicknesses and so on and so forth. If you forget to measure something while you're on site, you can always go back to the Matterport. Awesome. Easier collaboration. Oh, uh, that's it, same thing we've all been talking with. Every, every topic we've talked about up to now, it's all about collaboration. It's not ne- even PAs, PAs, public adjusters are typically noted as the adversary of the insurance company. That's not true. It shouldn't be true. We should be like two realtors working on closing the sale of a home. That's our goal. Put the claim to bed, communicate with each other, and take everybody else out of the mix. Make it more
0: accurate. Um, This may be a hard question to ask. Uh, we, We did talk about actually nine benefits of Matterport for large property damage insurance claims. Does something else come to mind that we didn't discuss in, in, in terms of a, a benefit of, of Matterport?
1: I don't know. I'm at a loss for words.
0: <laughs> um, we can file an insurance claim on that loss if you'd like.
1: Yeah, you can file an insurance claim. <coughs> you know,
0: We can get that documented with our show. Yeah, may, may,
1: may, um, well, the other benefits are when you're doing the reconstruction maybe you want to make some changes, Um, perhaps the homeowners want to reconfigure their kitchen and they want to get an idea of of visually the space that it will occupy, it helps in that regard. Cool, so
0: we've covered the nine benefits, we've talked about your workflow. Excuse me, if I'm a Matterport service provider, and I'm trying to figure out this space. So now I have some sense of who the stakeholders are. I have some sense of what the benefits are. I realize it's a little bit more PPE safety gear that I'm going to need to be doing scans. But I'm still interested in, in scanning. Where are my opportunities, if any? And who, who do I approach? And and what is my pitch?
1: Say that one more time.
0: Sure, I'm a Matterport service provider. I'm used to scanning homes for sale. Mm-hmm. I am looking to grow my business outside of homes for sale. Mm-hmm. I fire, flood, property damage, insurance claims, remediation, renovation, <clears throat> uh, general contracting. I have some sense now that I've I've listened to the to you uh, talk about this process, where do I begin? Who, who's, who, first, who's my best prospect for reaching out to to do Matterport scans when there's fire and flood damage, wind damage, or natural disasters?
1: I would say the restoration companies. The restoration companies are, are your first responders. They've, they're already getting the call to go to, to get the job and they're going to be the ones providing you with jobs. It's the same as calling a realtor and soliciting a realtor. I would solicit realtors, restoration companies.
0: So uh, so when there's a fire or a flood, any kind of damage, property damage, it's the, the first call is actually going to the company. It's going to do the remediation, it's going to correct. bring in the blowers to dry out the exactly. space. Yes. So those are the people who, actually know about the damage first. Mm-hmm. So I call a, I look in the yellow pages, I go online, I look, I look, up. I Google remediation mm-hmm. companies. Is, are there some typical national brands that I should be looking for? I, pref- I, I agree with the national brand program
1: somewhat for smaller claims, if it's not too complex a service master or a serpro, they'll suit your needs just fine. But the more complex the job is, the more one-on-one and personal, you want more of a boutique, smaller vendor that's local and has a vested interest in your community, that, that's somebody who will serve you best. I think you mentioned that you used some national vendor to do the dry out in your home, and then you went to a restoration <laughs> contractor that you got to recommend from rather than use the, the national vendor to do the job. That works out best for homeowners. On commercial losses, the national vendors are the ones that you need because they have more manpower to bring in to do those larger jobs.
0: Okay, so as a Matterport service provider, I I might be better off starting with the perhaps smaller restoration remediation companies, not necessarily the large brands, Mm -hmm. um, but I still might pursue them as well. Now, am I getting myself in over my head because this is a 24-7, I'm going to get a call at 11 p.m. on a Sunday?
1: I started in the produce business going to work at 1 in the morning in South Water Market in Chicago. So I'm used to getting calls and being up at that third shift hour anyway, and I never thought anything about it.
0: Okay. So if, if that doesn't scare a Matterport Service Provider away, that this, this is a 24-7 when there's a fire, when there's flood, when there's wind damage, when there's a catastrophe. Uh, the likely first place to get the call is the remediation company. Yeah. That, that's who you want to be, your, your new best friend. Yes. Who's your second best friend? Uh, if you
1: can co- convince the carrier or the cause and origin companies to use you, local municipalities, I'm working on some of that as well. Um, you know talk about doing a scan for a burglary, you know for the police departments or doing a scan for the fire department so that they have their own scan to show their trainees how they put what they did and what the fire looked like afterwards that's important i I was just at what we call a live burn um, at robinet demolition which is the big demolition company here in chicago and they were doing some training with some of the cause and origin people that are sent out by the insurance company to evaluate what caused the damage the state fire marshal was there and we ran the matterport through the test houses afterwards and before so that they
0: could document it and, and have it for
1: their own, their own use.
0: Awesome. Let me just give you like one question that's like way out there. Uh, if you live in the southeast, there are hurricanes that come your way. If you live in the Gulf, there are hurricanes come your way. If you live on the west coast, there's catastrophic fires. When when there is a major catastrophic uh, weather event that takes out so much residential and commercial property, who needs Matterport service providers the most in those circumstances? It's a tough call.
1: I mean, if your house is on a slab, you're not gonna really need a Matterport scan of the house if it's gone, right? you're going to reconstruct the house by
0: spirit. Let's call it water damage so the the, the the water came in it didn't take down the house but you know it came up eight feet into the living room it receded who is, is that a business opportunity for a Matterport service provider to help a homeowner get documentation sooner in order to get reimbursed sooner? Do you do you go and talk to the homeowner and say, hey, I can provide you with every piece of documentation you need because you're not going to get a call back from the insurance company or the remediation company?
1: Do you want to be that person that solicits homeowners when after they've had the fire? Kind of like knocking on somebody like a lawyer going to a hospital for a personal injury case. Yeah, really, I don't, I don't really know. I'm trying to,
0: uh, so yeah. uh, I'm, I'm not being sensitive. So so thank you for t- pointing that out. So no, best to stay with the professional companies that get the calls.
1: Yeah, so that's usually your best bet. Otherwise you're going to look like that person, even if your intentions are good. I actually, I, I'm on a blog here in, in Illinois that is geared up not for soliciting people who have had fires, Um, It's a Facebook group, but it's to help people psychologically. You know, they're going through a lot of PTSD after a fire, that kind of a thing. And I threw out there, hey, I'll be happy to do a Matterport scan for for anybody out there, no charge, no whatever." And everybody yelled at me for soliciting. So, you know, people are very, very sensitive when they've had a loss. They feel like they've been um, violated in more way than one.
0: So that, I think that's terrific. I'm glad I asked an insensitive question because that'll save. You weren't being insensitive. You were fine. Uh, Actually, you know, where I was going with that is I'm thinking, oh, there's so many homes that have been damaged. I got to get my property documented so that I can get an, an insurance claim filed and actually get reimbursed so I can be getting my life back together so i, I am trying to think in behalf of the homeowner but i can also understand how that could come across as being totally insensitive and you so, get
1: your name out there before it happens and then yeah. it's a different situation or if somebody sees it on a facebook page hey there's a guy doing scans you might want to use him and they give you the end, but the one-on-one solicitation will never work in an insurance. Do,
0: do you think there's a business opportunity to say, hey, let us scan your home before there's a major Absolutely. fire flood damage?
1: Yeah. That's one of the things that we ask insurance to do, you know, typically, you know, after the fact, it's always a good idea to do a video walkthrough of your home. Better to do it with a Matterport camera.
0: Yeah. I, I'm just I'm just thinking the insurance companies at some point might say, you know, to underwrite to insurance on your house we we actually want to have documentation of it today yeah
1: that's going to come
0: it's going to come okay that's cool um uh john before we wrap it up do, do you have any last parting thoughts on this topic of large property damage insurance claims
1: um the devil is in the details the more details you provide to the adjuster is not your enemy. I don't care what anybody tells you. Don't listen to fear mongers and scare tactics and all that stuff. The adjuster that's coming out has a vested interest in you. You're their customer. They want to do right by you. You Maybe on a corporate level, they're trying to minimize their exposure on that kind of a level. But one-on-one, this adjuster wants to help you in the best way that he can. The easier you make his job, the more cooperative you are, the better you'll end up.
0: And your last thought about how Matterport has affected Sabbath property damage consultants?
1: It's increased my business 100 hundredfold since I started using it on so many different levels. You know, um, even when I was just doing sales and I was running the Matterport camera to get a job, it, it allowed me to spend more time with the consumer while I was running the scan. I could sell myself and talk to them and explain how things work and make them comfortable with me. It gave me a lot of time on site and then a tremendous asset to help me do my job. And everybody around that knows me wants it. Nobody wanted to pay for this service. Nobody wanted to buy the camera and lay out the money to do it. But once you have it and they see what it's worth, they're willing to pay you to do it for them.
0: Awesome. John, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. It was fun. We've been visiting with Jonathan Sabbath. Jonathan is Claims Adjuster, Exactimate, and Matterport Estimator for his company, Sabbath Property Damage Consultants in the greater Chicago area. If you'd like to get together, chat with uh, Jonathan, uh, Just he's on LinkedIn. Uh, that's his website. So just Google Jonathan Sabbath. Sabbath Property Damage Consultants, LinkedIn, and you'll find his LinkedIn profile and you can reach out to him. So uh, for uh, John in the greater Chicago area, I'm Dan Smigrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum, and you've been watching WGAN-TV live at five.